0: In your fitness journey, it is very important to do the things that you love so that you are able to stay motivated and keep doing them. However, in this episode, I want to try to motivate everyone who comes from more of the running side to change a little bit more to the weight training side, especially being over 40. In this episode, I bring on a guest, Alicia Carlson, who's a lifestyle coach, and she goes into her journey of coming from that avid runner side and how she switched more to the weight training later in life. She goes into detail of why she did it and the results she got from it. So if you're interested, stay tuned. How's it going? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks, the podcast where I help you, being over 40, to fight the aging process without giving up your social life. I've been a personal trainer and gym owner for over 14 years, and I specialize in helping the over 40 crowd get to their goals. But enough of that. Let's get on with the episode. This is part one of three of an interview I did with Alicia Carlson from the Strong Her Way podcast.
1: So my name is Alicia Carlson. I am a wife. I'm a mom. We are a military family. So that definitely kind of brings an interesting component into our lives, but very appreciative for that. Fitness, nutrition, and life coaching predominantly for women. I have been doing that for the last several years. However, it has definitely kind of taken a turn and has changed and sort of morphed, I think, as I have. So I feel like that's kind of the sign maybe of a healthy business. A healthy coach is always growing, always kind of changing and adapting. I guess really... If we think about like, where was I? So I've been in sort of the fitness space on my own personal journey for the last maybe 15 or 16 years now. I feel like I've lost track of that. And that really started for me in the pursuit of getting in shape for the big day, for the wedding. I think that's something that a lot of women can probably relate to. It feels like we're always trying to get our bodies ready for some sort of an event. And so back in 2000, I started learning how to run. And um, I say learning because I definitely would have never identified myself as a runner. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't run. But my husband now, he was my fiance, but he had signed up to do some sort of a fitness thing in January through his work. And so we started kind of doing this stuff together. And then I ended up sticking with running. And he did not, at least for a while. And I always say that running was kind of my gateway into the fitness space. So I started running. That really, for me, was kind of the first place that I noticed a lot of those self-limiting beliefs. I didn't Uh know that's what they were at the time. Just that story that I had of I'm not a runner, I'm not a very fit person. All of these different kinds of things started to break away with the running. And for me, that was definitely a huge confidence builder because I would sign up for these 5Ks, these 10Ks, and eventually ran a half marathon. But I would set sort of a goal in mind of like, okay, I think I could do this in X amount of minutes and then to train for it and then prepare and actually reach those goals. That was huge for me because the way that I grew up was definitely one where if you would have looked at my life and looked at the family that I came from, you could have very easily just written me off as like, she's not going to probably end up anywhere, maybe a single mom with just like all of the stuff that we hear, like a teen mom and all of these kinds of things. And so thankfully, by the grace of God, my life turned out very different. And I'm so thankful for that. But I do feel like fitness was used as a big part of that. So I I did the running thing for a while and then did my half marathon. That in and of itself was a pretty amazing feat. And then decided that I wanted to pivot more into the weight training. And so got really into weight training, didn't really run, ended up doing a couple figure shows and competitions, learned a lot about myself. Picked up a lot of, I think some good things definitely came out of that, but definitely some disordered things around food, around my body, around weight, and then kind of transitioned out of that. But all along that that fitness journey was kind of what sparked me to end up going back to school to get my exercise science degree and ultimately lead me to what I'm doing now. So I'm thankful for every part of the journey, even if it was a little bit unexpected or there were definitely some hard times in there.
0: Yeah, that's a cool story because I've got the flip side. You know, I grew up with a dad who was a medical doctor, mom was a nurse. Always been into fitness. The whole family did sports, everything. And uh, you know, get into my 40s, and it's just cool seeing like someone like you who did it later in life can still, you know, there's time for everything. And even as someone as health conscious as me, that whole life I've fallen off the wagon so many freaking times. I've seen my body change over 40. It doesn't matter. Age gets all of us. So. And as soon as you put the focus back on it, anyone can get to anywhere.
1: Yeah, no, I do. I think that there's been so many amazing life lessons gleaned from the fitness, right? It's like learning how to discipline yourself, learning how to to be consistent, learning really how to love and enjoy the process and not be so hyper-focused on the results, which is so funny because I remember in the beginning, like before I had even really started down this journey and stuck with it, I would start these, those magazine workouts or, okay, like, I don't know, get toned or lose X amount of mm-hmm. pounds in six weeks. And I remember I would do like one ab workout and go check in the mirror, like, are my abs visible yet? And it was like somewhere along the lines, you just do fall in love with the process. And it's like, you, you kind of lose the attachment to the result. And it really is just like, it just becomes a part of your life and like who you are and Everything that you do in the gym or running or anything like that, you can take with you, like take that mental strength, take that physical strength or that endurance and and that character trait of like persevering and just keeping going into whatever you're doing, whether that's starting a business, in relationships. So that's been, yeah. I think, probably the coolest thing that my fitness journey has taught me.
0: Yeah, I think all of us end up going that route as well. Some do it earlier, some do it later. But for me, it was more like age 35, getting some injuries. Closer to 40, had a lower back injury. Had nothing to do with fitness or anything. It was just a freak accident, tripping. But then you get real humble, real fast. You know, what's more important to you? Aesthetics or like actually functionally feeling good, mentally feeling good, having lower stress. So that's kind of been my mindset for the last like three years, being that personal trainer in the gym with all the other instructors and everything but no I'm more about feeling good and just taking one battle at a time so
1: yeah and I think I mean that is such a good point because I do feel like there is such an overarching pressure within the fitness industry to where it almost seems like everyday people are supposed to be looking as fit as men and women that are like competition ready for bodybuilding or like somebody that's getting ready for the CrossFit Games. It, I almost feel like we've been sold the idea that's like how fit we should be walking around all the time. And really and truly, that's not feasible for most people. And two, it's like having gone through the figure prep. That's very extreme. That's super intense. It's not something that you can, nor should you even try to sustain for a long period of time. And like I kind of alluded to, there were definitely some disordered behaviors that came out of that around food, around my weight, around exercise. And so I think that we, in in some aspects, it seems like we've kind of gotten away from the idea of just general health and fitness for the rest of our life. And really the focus is like, It's almost like making the goal the aesthetic look. And so, I mean, you kind of went through that as well. It sounds like we're probably in your 20s, early 30s. It was all about like having (laughs) the abs and being shredded. But then you go through an injury or something and it's like, well, wait a minute, like visible abs didn't necessarily prevent me from hurting my back. And so, what is the cost of being that lean, of having the quote unquote appearance of being a fit or a healthy person? And is that really like necessary? in order to support you actually living a life that you want to be living
0: yeah if you'd like a little bit of help of checking out your diet and your current routine i'd be happy to help i always do a free 15 minute zoom consultation for anyone no strings attached just to see if i can help you point you in the right direction so if you're interested check out the show notes the link is at the top thanks for listening if you've been enjoying this podcast and other podcasts like it and have ever thought about doing your own, I highly recommend it. There's hardly any competition in the podcasting world compared to all other social media channels. Actually, I started a new podcast called Step-by-Step Podcasting, where I'm using that actual podcast and going in sequential order of doing what I did for Over 40 Fitness Hacks over the course of three years and hoping to do it in six months with this podcast. So if you're at all interested, check it out and check out my link for Descript in the show notes. It's an editing software that has literally saved my life in the podcasting world. Check it out or I'll catch you on the next one of Over 40 Fitness Hacks.